listening to The Night Society, where we talk about monsters, myths, legends, and lore. I'm your one, I'm one of your hosts. I'm your, mm, I'm one of your hosts, Cole. And I'm Kelsey. I had a little bit of a crisis there. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Hostess with the go- ghostest. <laughs> Never again. First of all, I just want to make a quick shout out to our apartment. And I just want to say mm. no ghosts. No ghosts. Zero, please. zero ghosts this episode. We have our kitchen light on now. We have the hallway illuminated. We have our overhead light on. I have some candles burning. No ghosts. Illumination <laughs> station. Because <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't fucking with that this episode. Not today. <laughs> But what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about, or today, this month, we're talking about the Hexum heads, or the heads of Hexum, the Hexed head. what was it? The hexed heads of Hexum. Triple H joke. No, I hate it. Don't. <laughs> we will not bring wrestlers into this podcast. That, fine. Not this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about those Hexum heads. But first, I think we should just do a little little glance of the town, the town of Hexham. Sure. What is what is this was your idea? What is calling you to this oh, phenomenon? This topic? Yeah. Um. So I listened to a few crypto paranormal podcasts, and I had never heard of the the heads of Hexham before until recently, and then it kind of sent me down a rabbit hole only because the information is vague random yeah kind of all over the place but also there's like things that like have it run parallel to other experiences like i guess like not specific experiences but uh, i don't want to say cultural phenomenon either but like there's patterns in other spaces it's not just linked to this one city like Mm. oh so it's like entities that aren't yeah. isolated to this one spot yeah, there's a we've werewolf got at some point werewolf we've got no sheep man sheep man we've sorry. got totems from prehistory we've got poltergeists we've got monks i mean it's got like everything yeah and, and i think <laughs> it's, it's just kind of this this platter of randomness um i mean it's not random to the people who, no uh, not at all but like it if you were like, hey, what do you want to talk about? It's like we threw a dartboard at the wall and <laughs> the dart <laughs> just shattered and then hit a bunch of things. Spooky things. Um, yeah. Okay. But I thought it was interesting because it, it's kind of all over the, the board and there's not a whole lot going on with Hexham itself. Mm-hmm. Like there's an old church, which like I did Old, old church. Like 500? Yeah, I think it was like 500 CE. Which is like bonkers because that's old. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, but I didn't find anything about like what that location, like where that site was previous to that. I guess it's an abbey, right? Mm-hmm. Where that abbey was built. So, But I would assume something of importance was there. Well, I mean, there kind of was. Do you want to, do you want to, you want to jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. So, okay. So Hexham specifically, the city that we're speaking of is in Northumberland, England. Um, so what's pretty pivotal, pivotal, there we go, pivotal about that location 
is that it's located near Hadrian's Wall, which divided um, what we now know as England. And this kind of plays into some of the lore based in the Hexham Heads a little bit later. Um, but that is kind of this area of prehistory, of pre-Christian, uh, I want to say cults, but that's not the right word. Um, just pre, like pre-Christian sects. Yes. Of, of like pagan. paganism, basically. Um, a lot of war, a lot of, lot of things like that. I mean, what, where wasn't there war around there? But it basically it was hollowed ground. So that's kind of this, where it is. Yeah. Um, This is your section. Take it away. Well, and then (laughs) you just went deeper than what I thought because I was just going to be like, well, there's a zoo, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't wrong. When I looked at the Wikipedia for like current day Hexum, it was like, there is some really great and updated shopping in the town of Hexum now. I was like, man, after the last one, the Hoya Baku, I was like, man, like nothing. There's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. But um, there there is a zoo (laughs) that I do want to highlight because we can just get, I I don't know. This is like pre-Hexum head experiences, but I think in the time it like really informed people's experience of the Hexum heads. So there was the Hexham Wolf that. Oh yeah. So, and I, if you go to the Wikipedia page, it says years active nineteen o four to nineteen o five. So I don't know when the uh, wolf got escaped from the zoo, but there was a zoo. A wolf es- escaped. I can't talk. But look, um, but this wolf kind of was like ransacking the area and killing sheep mm-hmm. and probably, I don't know. I don't think it killed any people, but... No, just livestock, but it kind of appeared as a plague almost. Yeah, and it was a gray wolf. Um, they have photos of it. Which yeah, they have photos really of it, which is, which is kind of bonkers. Um, but there was a, a story in the newspaper called Wolf at Large in Allendale, um, which which is bonkers, because like, when you think of... I don't know. Perhaps it's being over 100 years later when I think of a wolf escaping from the zoo. It's not, I don't know, it's not this plague. But I guess in 1904, if I can't talk if, to my neighbors mm-hmm. and they might be. And all a of mile your away, livelihood just like totally. dies. That's um, kind of horrific. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. So when the Hexham heads get discovered and we have this like wo- werewolf, wolf man experience, people start grasping at the the wolf of Allendale mm-hmm. or the Hexham wolf, which it's not even the same thing, but they're like, here we go again. Well, okay. Let's take like three steps back. Okay. Then. I'm sorry. First. No. So, I mean the, the, you said Allentown, Allendale, Allendale wolf. So imagine, so this is what 1904, mm-hmm. right? So like, okay. I think it was, at, I think the wolf was quote unquote at large for a few weeks. Okay. So imagine like, You know, this is a small town. Actually, something that I did find really interesting, the, like, origin of the name Hexham. Um, I don't remember how it broke down specifically, but it's, like, a... It's an ostracized town. Like, it's the town that, like, you go when no one really wants to contact you. It's not necessarily that it's, like, 
you know, lepers or people that like the witches, so to speak. But it's more of like, this is the town that you don't really accidentally run into. So I think that kind of sets the tone of this is a more isolated town. It's probably the people that just see each other. Sure. Um, I'll see you at the market when I need to pick up flour. And you're the only person that I'm going to see for like a month. Sure. Um, But then having this wolf go through it and then completely ravage their livelihood and their livestock. Excuse me. And then, then the Hexum heads happen. So take it away. So the Hexum heads, they are two stone heads that were dug up in a backyard by two boys, Colin and Leslie. Uh, I believe their last name was Robson. Robson, yeah. Uh, they found them, I guess, just digging around as you do in the 1970s. 1971. Yeah. Um, but they brought them in and in some of the stories they refer to one as the hag because she has like, uh, I I would say, I think it's kind of shitty to call her the (laughs) hag just because it's, I would say has a narrow angled face, yeah, narrower jawline Mm -hmm. and has like a defined nose where the other one is just kind of like. It has like what they said is like masculine features. Yeah, as in like if you look at the the sketches of them, it's like well we're we're starting to block off shape here, and mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's like unfinished. To well, be honest, so honestly, if, if you if you don't look up what they look like, it's you know they're not these super ornate stone faces, but you can see that they are faces. Um, it kind of Easter Island esque. In my in my opinion, but they're small, like tiny, like they said it was like the size of a small orange. Like they had noses, they had eyes, they also had necks. So the yeah. implication was that they were attached to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found these two heads, um, and it was the hag and the boy, boy, boy. <laughs> Come Sorry, here, boy. yeah, we're gonna say that like a hundred times. So these heads, uh, the these heads, these heads. <laughs> And that was Mayday sighing. So that's Um, how she feels about this conversation. So the boys find these heads. They bring them inside. And like, as you do, like you find a thing in your backyard and you're like, cool "Cool, rock. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have so much dumb stuff that I saved that I thought was like, you know, my perfect treasure. And it's just like a piece of mulch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, relatable. Yeah. So they, the Robson boys bring these heads into the house. And then that's when various types of phenomena start to happen and it's not just uh isolated to their home i believe the the family next uh, the dodd family or at least that's Mm -hmm. how they're yeah how they're they're referred to in this story um also experience strange phenomena but it was like a connected house um oh was it it was almost like uh how did i forget it's almost like a townhouse but it was specifically government housing so like you know it wasn't just that it was the house next door. They had some kind of connection. So, so but these okay. spooky things started yeah. happening. So it, it, it's very, very much like poltergeist-like activity. It's like mm-hmm. things being thrown. The uh, heads turned to yeah, watch. And the heads move. So like if you were in the living room and you had them sitting on the couch next to you, I don't know why you would. This to is hang a bad out. example. <laughs> but if you were to have left the room and come back, they might be on the bookshelf and yeah. you're the only one home. They found glass shards places in the house 
not like um and also for the record this is that other house the dowd house dodd the dodd Dodd d-o-d-d yeah um they found like glass in their bed and it's not oh, yeah. like and it was like it was the daughter's bed in there it mm-hmm. was like shattered glass like everywhere right but like it's not like a window was shattered they just had shattered glass yeah. in the in the bed and that happened like a couple of different ways but it the pinnacle was an apparition by uh lady lady dodd yeah nelly nelly and I, I mean i don't know yeah, I, I like um, to call people lady, lady last name, Lady Dodd. It's pretty good. Yeah, she, uh, she was the one who saw the half man, half sheep figure. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? It, half man, half sheep. Half man, half sheep. Where sheep? Half man, half sheep. Full <laughs> ghost. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a um McElroy pole there that fell apart, and I'm sorry. I could have done better. And when she sees this apparition, the apparition doesn't engage with her, isn't it? Like, it's leaving the room or yeah. it's leaving the house. It's walking away. Also bipedal, so on two legs. So sheep man on two legs. Just like, bye. Okay, this is a <laughs> dumb question. But it's it's for our listeners. Wink. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Half man, half sheep. Which man, which sheep? Oh, my God. I mean, traditionally, you'd imagine top man bottom sheep kind of no, like I a satyr but i would think i'd be like it's pan the man <laughs> pan the man when i because when i read this i was just like top See, top is goat bottom is it's man. not a goat though it's a sorry, sheep. sheep it'd be sorry. like this would be a completely different story if it was a goat because sorry. they'd be like the devil yeah. in that voice but the devil well one of the things that i heard on a podcast that i listened to about it was that allegedly like a way to explain out of this that it's not a paranormal thing is that someone got drunk or like was inebriated killed a sheep and was like so drunk that he kind of wore the the pelt and just like ran into this house which i think is kind of funny i feel like that's an elaborate like everything's fine tom was drunk you imagine I would be so angry if someone drunkenly ran into my house wearing a sheep pelt. I don't know. Sheep are pretty creepy. I don't like their eyes. I don't trust them. Do they have goat eyes? I don't Do know. Do they have the same eyes? I don't know, but I don't trust I've never them. stared at a sheep I, in the I'll eyes. love it from afar, but I don't trust <laughs> it. Um, but regardless, we had this apparition. We were having poltergeist activity with things being thrown. Um, you know, Very aggressive to the point where the m- Lady Dowd moved. I keep saying Dowd. Dowd, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were just like, bye. Fuck yeah, bye. Um, So, eventually, I don't know exactly how, unless maybe they just approached a museum, but we had Dr. Ann Ross, who was an expert in Celtic artifacts. I think they went to the local church first, and then the church was like, no, and then they gave it to a museum. That's right. So, yeah, they gave it to a museum, so... Dr. Anne, Dr. Anne Ross, uh, she was studying them in her, I believe, just like in the museum, like mm-hmm. in her office or something, and yeah. then decided, I need to study these at home and brought them home. Mm-hmm. So the reason she was studying them is because she, her, 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 um, what is the word? Specialty? Uh, yeah, specialty Focus. is prehistoric Celtic artifacts. Yeah. And so her initial gathering from these um, were that they were this totem to uh, 
traditional pre-Christian pagan tribes because to those pagan tribes, um, and I mean, we'll delve into this a little bit more, but they glorified the head. When you, um, when you defeated your enemy, you took the head of the chief and that was, that was you taking their power in. So her initial, um, conclusion about these is that they actually came from these prehistoric tribes, which regionally, um, is the Pict area, uh, P-I-C-T. Um, it's a specific tribe of, yeah, I guess yeah. what's now. And it's interesting, too, to think about those head sculptures, if they are representative or, like, emblematic of, of that because they have necks. They so, do. So they would, that would, hypothetically, if they were finished. That's a good point. Give them a place to stand. So if it was, like, uh, a totem yeah or if it was like ornamentation for like an altar space mm-hmm. or yeah um what have you mm-hmm. i just want to lean into this so hard i know this is like kind of a tangent because kind of it's not necessarily debunked but it's one of the strongest arguments for them um is that this is like a um gl- like a glorified head hunting mm-hmm. artifact but yeah, like that was one of the first things, or not first things, but that was one of the major things that when Christians came in and kind of wiped out the pre-Christian tribes in Celtic lands, like they were barbaric, their words, because yeah. they there would was, come. There was quotations there. Um, they would come in and they'd see these circles, so kind of like druidic circles as we think of them, and they'd be surrounded by heads, like cut off severed heads, or they would preserve them and hang them from their belts too. Um, but it's that premise of that's their knowledge. That's their soul base. Yeah. And you were the victor. So you get to now harness that. Um, and it was throughout their culture, which I yeah. think is like really rad. I mean, it's definitely gory and violent, but totally. different time, different place. Totally. And like even you could, I would say contemporary to that just because if like if we're thinking of like when that Abbey was constructed five uh, in 500, 500. Mm-hmm. Like around the 500s is when the Shaolin Temple was built, and that's Chan Buddhism. But like, do they do they cut off heads? No, we don't cut off heads. Oh. I say we we don't cut no, off you, heads. You're allowed. Um, but like where you have like places of rest in your body, where like you're like Chi? yeah, like the Dantian and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I like when I pass away, though, like my body is like you don't have access to my knowledge. Oh yeah. It you dies know. with you. Right. And like that's like there's like Tibetan groups as well that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, also uh, there has to be some practicality to that idea, too, of the head being the like seat. I mean, you know, ancient Greece, like that's where the soul lie like was. But um, but also think of like the practicality. Sorry, this is going to get gross. But if you're decapitating someone, there is an element that it's like there's a couple seconds after you're decapitated where your head still moves. Yeah. So like that probably freaked the fuck out of a lot of people. And <laughs> like that might be the basis of it. Sure. You know? Not your heart, which I think is also kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine us doing that current day? Like that's so like no. shunned. Shunned isn't even the right word. That's like, desecrating a grave like that's the most shameful thing you can do it's like yeah actually that's true yeah desiccating a body wow interesting i didn't even think about that yeah huh 
And like, could you ima- like, imagine just like carrying the heads heads of your enemies? Yeah. Hmm. We're talking about two. Just just to remind you that we're talking about two stone head sculptures. Two stones. Yeah. There were a couple of places that I read where they spoke about what the heads were made out of. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they referred to them as concrete. I don't. I think that was more of a comparative, like the like a like a stone. Yeah, like generic stone. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know, but some of them mentioned that they were full of quartz. Yeah, and I saw that too, and I am mad because we have Dr. Ann Ross, who is a Celtic artifact specialist, and I would assume that she would understand like different limestones and mm-hmm. various materials that would be available in this area. Mm-hmm. So I feel like them being like, it's quartz, or maybe it's some kind of like dense stone, or like concrete can be porous. There's a variable, and you can tell if something's been molded versus carved. Um, so I just was just like, wh- who's... Who's sh- documenting? Yeah, who's, what the fuck? Who's doing this? Because I feel like, granted, we may not in the 1970s know exactly where that limestone or that quartz was from, or that rock that has quartz in it, you know? Yeah. Um, just because the power of the internet has done so much for so many things like geology, but um, it, the inconsistencies of what the material was like mm-hmm. for it to be limestone is one thing, but for it to also be like quartz is another. Yeah, it imbues it with a different respect. I think I don't know if respect's the right word, but like energy, mm-hmm. totally because of how. I mean, I always like when people like people like do the maybe we should believe in crystals or crystals or whatever crystals or bunk. Like there's a reason why like a lot of your electronics have quartz in it. Yeah, because it's a preserve yeah. preservative and of it's energy. Conductive. Yeah. So I I don't know if I necessarily think a crystal's gonna help me get on a rocket ship into space but i think there's i think <laughs> i don't know but i think there's something there like there's something really powerful well if you are hypothetically a headhunter mm-hmm. and you make a head out to of have like course. this totem damn right yeah um but also to kind of connect this back too so all of this poltergeist activity happened and actually we even forgot to connect it back to the wolves so oh another with dr. ann ross with dr ann ross they're um there was a werewolf sighting associated with these two where kind of a similar situation happened where an apparition... Was it her or her daughter? I'm I sorry. have no clue, actually. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up because I think that's important because both of them have... So, Dr. Ann Ross... This says three different families experienced a black crouching wolf man. Black crouching wolf man. Okay. So apparently Dr. Ann Ross herself woke up one morning, saw a part animal, part man. Okay. Who apparently she like woke up and was in her room and walked out the door. Mm -hmm. And from the accounts I've read, she was just like, all right, well, like fucking fuck and decided to follow it. I don't know about you, but whenever I see a spirit, I'm like, fucking fuck. Yeah. But she decided to follow it. And all of them were just like, why? Mm-hmm. But when she, like, I guess. she's pagan. But when she walked through <laughs> her, her bedroom door, that's when she lost sight of it. Mm. Which I think is interesting, too, if we talk about gateways. Whatever. Um, but, like, <laughs> the whole. tangent. The whole, prim- the whole kind of connect back to this is, like, um, 
you know, Hexum already had the issue with Allendale Wolf. And so they had this kind of connect back to this wolf massacre that happened. Sure. And so when the werewolf shows up or like the wolf hybrid man thing apparition, mm. it's also still kind of connected to this town and connected to these heads. Sure. So like, but also if we think about it, this is what almost 70 years difference too. So the totally. people who are experiencing these things mm-hmm. have probably heard about this yep. Allendale wolf mm-hmm. secondhand from family members because they didn't firsthand experience that. Yeah. But what's interesting is that, so if you add in the courts element to these, courts being a conductor, and um, to a lot of people, courts is a recorder. It's allegedly a recorder of energy and of memories. So, you know, some people are saying that these heads hold this, this poltergeist, like, wolf activity mm. and kind of unleash it on I the world. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um yeah, so kind of. I think of, that's kind of fucking cool. I think that's pretty rad too, but I have to be honest, I'm a little bit of a skeptic about this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- but that's not why we're here. I know. I just like, like we're here. We're here to explore. But like, if you, I'm sorry. If you, I'm hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. If you were to tell me that I could have a quartz crystallized ball where I could bring into my home and then summon a wolf like thing, like. Uh, a Pokemon from a ball. Oh perhaps? my god! <laughs> Can't <laughs> believe you. No, but but <laughs> to, like, yes, I'm being dramatic, but, but also not. But if I'm talking about like the, it make it does make me think of like the Capsule Corp from Dragon Ball. Though, like, mm-hmm. I could hypothetically have a crystal that is like a summoning agent. I mean, genuinely, you this is I mean? like the entirety of video. Like, video games rely on this. Mayday is trying to talk as well. But video games rely on this. Like, even in The Witcher, megascopes are this. They're like a crystal conductor that you can either record memories or talk to other people. And, like, that's definitely not the only game. Skyrim, you have lesser and greater crystals. Totally. And so it's like, you know, this is is based on stuff. You know? It's based on, I think, like, God, shit's cool, man. Shit is pretty freaking cool. And everything literally does connect back to video games. So, just want to say that. And Triple H. Oh, my God. (laughs) We had Dr. Ann Ross. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You just keep saying her full name. (laughs) Yeah. The Ann's important. Yes. Dr. Ann Ross. Well, Dr. Ross, I don't know. And saying doctor, I don't know. I'm working on it. So, she sees the, the... The werewolf. In bed, and yeah. she gets up, follows it, disappears. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess a few days later, her daughter, uh, I don't, I guess when she was coming home, mm-hmm. I th- this is interesting because she sees a wolf like figure jump over the banister and into like the hallway or something, mm-hmm. and then disappears as well. And one, I think that's cool because it's, I think this one's the most interesting because of that activity of like the vault mm-hmm. like it's not like you usually don't see ghosts like jump over things yeah and it's not like in my experience <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god in that my ghost that opinion. ghost is parkouring <laughs> oh my god sorry i had to that's fantastic but, but like it, you always don't look over my shoulder like that. oh it was a car You're jesus fine. christ yeah Oh my no God. ghosts. Zero ghosts in this podcast. I get jumpy now after the last There are one. zero ghosts in this podcast. But if you think about it, you see things like moving past, like it's residual activity or activity is usually. Like a like, memory? Yeah, but it's also. Passive? Like, but it's also like lateral usually. Oh, yeah. 
in its maybe lateral is not the right word, but it, the trajectory mm-hmm. is pretty is like persistent mm-hmm. versus interacting yeah, with I'm the environment. Jump over this fucking staircase, totally. yo! Yeah, I um, mean that also chalks up to my like drunk person with fur. Yeah, but this is <laughs> days later. That's different true. House, this is true. This is true. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I, I feel about that, but I, I think having a wolf-like thing vault over something, go through a doorway once again and disappear, yeah, and then have it like having w- whatever that that figure, but then knowing that my town years ago was like was dealing with wolf, yeah, like a wolf I th- problem. I, I feel like that jump is very th- easy to make. I think yeah, especially when fear is involved for sure. But what I just think is really interesting is like. You know, what do these heads have to do with it? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. If the heads weren't there, then this would just be like a haunting or a werewolf. I just think it's it's like kind of what you mentioned. It's like they like threw a dart at the spooky, spooky dartboard, and it just kind of like chose everything. Um, but that's me just being a little bit pessimistic. But okay, so we're at Doctor Ann Ross. Yes, Dr. Anra. So she has this happen, and at one point, she decides to give these uh, heads, the Hexam heads, mm-hmm. to, uh, was it Frank Hyde? Is his name? Good old Frank. She's going to give them to good old Frank. Okay. Who is a dowser, like, you know, dowsing rods? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Energetic reeds to find water. Why... I don't know where I that leads. Learning is. about that shit in like English class or something. It Dude, was a class that was not. It was not um, a correlation to like Frank science, Hyde. I was whatever. right. Um, this was in 1978, by the way. But also, yes, dowsing rods are fascinating and are still used pretty prevalently, but like to find waterways and electric electric patterning, um, and like ley lines and shit. Dope. Um, so anyways, somehow they came to the conclusion that this person who identifies as a dowser um, mm. would be the person to uh, kind of learn the most about these, which I guess makes sense if like you would the, the logic train of thought would be that they contain a bunch of energy. Yeah. So a dowser would be able to detect that. Yeah. I'm just still mad at Dr. Ann Ross not getting any comfort concrete information about these things i am honestly i imagine she did in all of the writing that i that i found about her and about this the connotation was that she was a researcher but that she had a little bit of a pagan interest Mm. and so like the way that they always talked about like because she was pagan her results were skewed, so to speak. It was very kind of demeaning the way that at least like the that. articles that I read about her. Um, I just, I just, she might have gotten results, but I it just, just didn't it's interesting seem that we go from like a woman who has like institutional knowledge to like a like, gentleman. Oh, it's fine. Who, who yeah, doesn't like, necessarily not to discredit what he does, but yeah. it's just like, well, like she works in a fucking museum. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not that's some Indiana Jones shit. I, I, Anyways, so she gives them to good old Frank in 1978, and then they both disappear. And by both, I mean both heads and Frank. Yeah. Never to be seen again. And I think, I don't remember at what point in this whole thing, there was a gentleman who who came out, who was just like, hey, Mm. I made them in the 50s for my daughter. Yeah, he like carved them. Um he like said that like you guys are so such idiots more or less like yeah. I just carved these for my daughter for her to play with, 
I mean, if you see them, I mean, even in the 1950s, I'm not sure it would have been practical for anyone to carve these dolls for their kid to play with. Yeah, like that's stupid. Um, especially <laughs> because it's going to be like a it's it's like a limestone, really chunky piece yeah. of um piece of stone, and it's like um. Also, it, he was just like, "Look, I'll show you," I'll and then he made like two like shitty heads, and they're like, not, "Yeah, this is the comparable. same craftsmanship." Yeah, and then, um, then eventually, I guess supposedly the heads before they disappeared were somewhere and people are like, oh, they're molds. And I'm just like, no, researchers have looked at these and you can't just discredit them saying that they're molds because molds have seams. Yeah. And there was there's a certain patterning to how they're created. That you and can then detect. if you remove those seams, you the <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. But... And then you would obviously know it's concrete and not mm-hmm. fucking limestone or quartz. Like, they're... Yeah. You would know. Stop it. Yeah. But... I don't... I I... I'll be skeptical about everything other than, or not skeptical. I'll be like, cool, uh, whatever, like you'll whatever. Be ready to embrace, but like, yeah. fuck you for saying that they were molds. Yeah. Like that just triggers me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So he stepped up, and then everyone kind of was like, nah, nah, nah. But then that's <laughs> when that's when Doctor Ann Ross, <laughs> Doctor Ann Ross, gave the gave the heads to Frank, and then Frank just went and fucked it up, and just like I don't know. What? Maybe they're cursed. What? Maybe what he fell off he the planet. And him and the wolf man lived together and they like. Oh my God. What if they were in cahoots? Honestly, to me, I'm like, those heads are totally in like some grandma's house. Like book on a bookshelf. Book, on a bookshelf as bookends. And like, you know, or like they're in some antique store and like no one has found them yet. And people are probably like, those are creepy. That Those one are looks really like creepy faces. That yeah. means I would totally buy them. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about this one because it just seemed so, I don't want to say outlandish, but it was such a, a weird collection of activity. Sounds like a kind of like a shitty horror movie. Like kids find yeah. cursed idols in sandbox in yeah. backyard. <laughs> find coin map to one-eyed Willie's treasure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a but, good maze reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the worst. I I know I don't know I just thought this was really interesting and I like yeah. the potential of speculation like the idea that like you know these could be Celtic relics and actually belong to a a tribe that glorified head hunting like that yeah. is also pretty cool it's just kind of like a good historical touchstone mm-hmm. but at the same time it does seem like a grab bag of spooky things totally and. But you know what? But I'm, also, not, I'm not here to judge. But I like the timestamps too. Like mm-hmm. they're you, pretty far apart. Which yeah, is like they're old. Yeah, you have a a church, so like a, a significant change in the landscape of this area yeah. over time. And yeah. then you have supposedly a dude making them in the 50s mm-hmm. to oh, and then the wolf in the 1900s. Yeah, and then the activity popping off in the 70s, and yeah. then it just goes dark. And just goes nothing. dark. Yeah, I think that is pretty cool. But like. Even something that, even if it's a cult, like a cult popularity kind of thing, the fact that they just disappeared makes it super cool. Um, Even if like all of it's bullshit, you know, I do think that there's an element of mystery to that. That's Mm -hmm. pretty rad. And I listening to a lot of paranormal and like crypto podcasts. It's interesting, too, that this kind of is in somewhat isolation, like. Oftentimes something happens and then, you know, 
it'll happen in Scotland, and then something might happen in like Vermont. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is just here. Yeah, this <laughs> is just here. It's I mean, just there's crystal thing. skulls, but it, I. It's just interesting that it's like so isolated as mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's, it's a, pretty cool too. I mean, hexed I heads. I'm all about them. And I also didn't know that the the city was of the hexed, if it were, you know. Yeah, but actually, what's cool, what's interesting, is that it it doesn't derive from the word hex. Yeah. It derives from a Scottish word. That's um. It's like that region. I think is Brit Britain with an O. Breton. You oh. know. Um. And Breton. It's that. It's that dialect, which kind of leans more to a Scottish lean. So it comes from that, but it doesn't come from the word hex, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting. I mean, that's mm. pretty nerdy, but cool. here we are. So, yeah. And so that's us talking about hexed heads, which is probably what we do at breakfast every single day, to be honest. But that's it. If you uh, want to keep touch with everything else that we are making, including the Night Society, go to okretro.zone. Check us out there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next month talking about something else that has happened somewhere at some time, maybe, almost, potentially. Ooh.